Welcome to Sound Encounters, the show where I take you on a musical journey as we explore different genres, bands and artists, and new and classic releases. I'm Cesar Torres, and I'll be your guide today. Welcome to the 41st episode of Sound Encounters. And let me tell you guys, I have not felt great most of the day. Yesterday, I got the second dose of the COVID vaccine and I I felt really great yesterday and I was hoping to record yesterday but I I still had some things to write down I still had some notes to go over and thought you know what I'm just gonna record the next day it's no biggie and then boom it hits me like a brick wall and it hit me a couple hours after waking up this morning and I was just like oh my god I do not feel great but I am still going to record this episode of Sound Encounters because you know what? It doesn't matter that I feel this way. I care about my listeners. I care about you. And no matter how I'm feeling, I am still going to come here. And honestly, I I think you should feel honored because it just shows how much uh, I'm dedicated to the show and how much I'm dedicated to you. No, but seriously, I, I almost canceled this week. But it's no biggie. We're going to power through it, especially since last week. I promised that we were going to go over the new Godspeed Black Emperor album, God's P at State's End. And yes, this is a big one because I think, uh, you know what? I'll save it for later because I don't want to spoil anything, especially later out in the year, um, in a couple months, actually, when I do my best albums of 2021 uh, episode. Although I guess I kind of just gave something away. By saying that. Well, anyway, I wanted to talk to you before before we get into that. There's some couple things that I would like to talk to you about because a couple days ago, I got two records that I've been meaning to get. Uh, this was the first time I've been in a record store since last summer, and I actually didn't get anything from that store. I I fought I, the person I was with said, look, there's a record store right next to the bakery we just, you know, got out of. Let's go into the record store. And I said, oof, you know, I usually I'd love to, but I don't know because I need to save some money. And she forced me in there <laughs> and said, let's just look around. And I found Nomadic by Nas in that record store, but I didn't get it yet. Instead, I waited until Christmas to get Nas's Ilmatic. It was a gift. But, you know, something just didn't feel right about being at that record store at that time. And I was like, no, I, I should save some money. I, I you know, I, I, that's why I didn't want to go there in the first place, because I kind of have no self-control. Actually, I guess I do. But man, the temptations in my mind, just like, oh, buy the record, buy the record. Look, it's right here. It's 20 bucks. Why not just buy it? But I'm glad I didn't buy it because if I eventually got it. You know what? I'm, I'm a patient person, so it's all right. But speaking of patience, <laughs> I got two records that I have been meaning to get. And that is Remain in Light by Talking Heads and I Love Supreme by John Coltrane, which is like just so funny because I, I just covered a Love Supreme last week. And I've been meaning to get more jazz records and, and I, I especially Coltrane records. I don't think this actually might be my first Coltrane record. I know I have a couple of Miles Davis. I have like Grover Washington Jr. But this might actually be my first Coltrane. And I'm glad it was this one because... 
Well, if you go back and listen to last week's episode, you'll know why I love it so much and why I think it's such an important record to own. But I'm glad I got it. Another uh, jazz record to my collection. But also, since I did that Talking Heads episode a month ago, two months ago, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I've been wanting, I've been meaning to get Remain in Light for, or since then. And I already have Fear of Music. I know I really want to get 77 and I want to get more songs about buildings and food and most likely speaking in tongues, but I had to get Remain in Light because it's such a phenomenal record. I had to have it in my collection. I put it on the turntable yesterday. I didn't finish it. I, I was a bit busy. Oh, actually, the reason I didn't finish it was because I was leaving to go get the vaccine, but I got it anyway, and I'm so glad. I'm staring at it right now. It's gorgeous. Um, so I'm going to definitely listen to that later. But when this episode comes out, I will post both records I got on the Twitter and Instagram pages, which is, of course, at Sound Encounters on Twitter and Instagram. So you can see for your eyes my latest additions to my collection. So I'm very, very happy about that. I'm a very happy record collector right now. I, I still have a couple on my list. I, re I actually really wanted to get a Godspeed You Black Emperor album. And the first one I wanted to get was F Sharp, A Sharp, Infinity. I know, there's Lift Your Skinny Fists, like... Heavens to Antenna. I'm going to get that eventually too, but the first one I, I, I really want to get is F-sharp, A-sharp. And I didn't have it, which is fine. It's a smaller store. I get it. I, I, I went in knowing that I wanted like four to five records, and, and, and if I didn't have like three, at least I got the two that I wanted. And they're pretty freaking great, the ones that I actually got. But there was no Godspeed You Black Emperor album in sight, except for Godspeed at State's End, which makes sense. I thought about it briefly you know, like just picking it up, like saying that I had it, but I really want to get F sharp, A sharp first. Uh, might just have to, you know, I really don't like ordering records online. I, I do enjoy the record shop experience, but I might just have to cave in and be like, you know what? I'm just going to get F sharp, A sharp because I want the, the trains cover copy because there's a couple of uh, different covers, uh, different variations. So I, I want to get the trains one for, I don't remember why I, wanted the trains one but i'm gonna get it eventually and when i do i'll share it with all of you but anyway before i get into this new godspeed you black emperor album i briefly want to talk about this new brockhampton album that i just heard and it's funny because i wasn't really interested in this new record which is uh roadrunner new light something i don't remember <laughs> but i didn't like a ginger it didn't really do much for me because it was too focused on the pop rock and, and sad R&B, um, which made them popular. But it, I, I enjoy the mix of the catchier, poppy stuff with the hardcore hip-hop stuff, um, especially throughout the Saturation Trilogy. There's some of that on Iridescence. And I was when I initially got into Brockhampton, I was impressed that they were able to juggle these two extremes. But Ginger, there were two in their feels for me. And I just thought it was, it wasn't as memorable as the past four albums. The, the first one, I forget what it's called, American something, right? Well, anyway, the set, I'm, I'm talking about the Saturation Trilogy and Iridescence, because I actually really liked Iridescence. I know that a lot of people are sour on that one. It's kind of, it's kind of a d divisive record in their discography, especially uh, after the uh, Amir Van incident. But I really liked that one. I think the only two tracks off of ginger that i really liked were no halo and sugar which are like the first two tracks on the album but i can say with roadrunner i actually 
think this is their best album since the Saturation Trilogy. I really enjoyed the singles. There were a lot of features on this one, but man, I, I thought that Dom was amazing on this record. Joba was pretty good. I think he does get a bit annoying towards the end, especially since he has... It's not a solo track, but it's kind of a solo track towards the end. Gotta love Matt Champion and Merlin, but I, I thought this was a solid release from them. I only... There was two points in the middle of the record that I didn't like, and then, of course, I didn't really like the ending. But other than that, it was banger after banger after banger. But really surprised by this one. Now, is it better than the Saturation Trilogy? Hell no. But I was glad I was able to enjoy this one for what it was. Again, really love the hardcore hip-hop, kind of like the more abrasive stuff that they're uh, really known for. And I gotta say, Danny Brown and JPEG killed it on their features. Really impressed. Um, it's Danny and it's JPEG. Of course, they were gonna be really... Uh, they, were gonna, they were gonna do well in their features. But yeah, really liking this one. Will it appear on my best albums of the year, though? No. I, I think it just barely misses the mark. It's definitely better than Iridescence, but it's not as great as the Saturation Trilogy. But again, fantastic uh, project from Brockhampton, even though, uh, or especially after I think their last two records weren't the best. Well, Ginger wasn't the best, but Iridescence I, I, I kind of liked, especially since I, I saw them tour twice uh, that year. Was it 20, 2018? Yes, it was 2018. I, I saw them at Lollapalooza 2018, and then I saw them at the Aragon Ballroom uh, in Chicago. But anyway, I'm rambling. Go check out Roadrunner, and let's get into God's Pee at State's End. So I was excited as any other Godspeed Black Emperor fan when this new record, God's P, was announced. But just kind of surprising since the last two records, I feel, were a bit underwhelming. I actually did really enjoy Asunder, Sweet, and Other Distress, but I feel like it could have been better. They were just kind of going through the motions at that point. And while I think the first track was pretty incredible, the rest of the record kind of petered off without any real memorable moments. And then Luciferian Towers was not my cup of tea. They were definitely just going, de definitely going through the motions at that point. And there was nothing really creative that stood out to me. They seemed like they were trying to replicate the sound of their previous albums, especially their most significant, most popular albums, but failed to recapture what made them special uh, in the first place. So really, I should have just been like, oh man, another Godspeed You Black Emperor album. Not too excited about this one, but I, I felt it in my guts. I knew that God's P at State's End, despite the ridiculous name, was going to be a good one. And that's weird because I never feel that way about albums, especially if I don't listen to uh, the singles. And I know that uh, Godspeed had performed both Glaciers and Cliffs uh, during a 2019 show or 2019 tour, but I didn't know that, uh, some fan I am, I didn't know that they were performing those tracks back in 2019. And I imagine that this album was supposed to come out in 2020, but uh, with everything that happened, uh, and with COVID and everything, I, I just imagine that they just kind of delayed it. 
and put it off till this year, which I think was a smart decision, and, I, and I'll get into that later. But for God's P at State's End, it pretty much follows the same formula as previous GYBE albums uh, from the past decade, at least. It consists of two long movements, and by that I mean like 20 plus minutes in length, and accompanied by two shorter, I don't know if you'd call them interlude tracks, but they're definitely shorter than the 20 minute plus, you know, gigantic tracks that they're known for. For example, the two long movements here are about 20 minutes, and then the two shorter ones are about five to six. And streaming services like Spotify, which is how I heard this record, uh, kind of break them up into eight tracks. They don't kind of break them up. They do break them up into eight tracks instead of four, which is nice because it helped me distinguish which parts that I liked and disliked, which, spoiler, I didn't dislike much. So going into this record, I kind of had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, I did have a friend who messaged me a friend of mine who loves Godspeed You Black Emperor. And he was just like, man, I heard the leak and it was freaking phenomenal. And I was like, no, why would you listen to the leak? And (laughs) I was curious, but I, of course, um, didn't want to ruin the magic of listening to a new Godspeed You Black Emperor album at midnight, or in my case, 11 p.m., So I kind of, I stayed away from any leaks that were on YouTube or just floating around the internet. I did kind of spoil myself as I think the night before or the day before I came across a Twitter post that was talking about, you know, Godspeed Black Emperor. I also didn't see the stream, by the way, which I probably, I should have, maybe, I don't know. Um, But somebody had posted a clip from the stream and I accidentally clicked it and I was just like, oh, whoa, this sounds really good, but I don't want to be listening to this right now. I'm pretty sure it was a snippet of uh, Jabba's Lament. But anyway, didn't spoil myself, waited until 11 p.m. Uh, the night it was dropped, and here are my thoughts. So the first movement is pretty much composed of these four first tracks that are on Spotify. It's called the Military Alphabet, um, and the album starts with Military Alphabet. And right off the bat, I am reminded of previous Godspeed You Black Emperor records because especially Lift Your Skinny Fists because it starts with a field recording that's very distorted and I, I just couldn't help but think back to like oh you know you remember the, the ending of Storm where it was I'm pretty sure like a grocery shop like like a grocery shop announcements um, and of course there were like field recordings kind of all over F sharp A sharp uh, and I think what was it? Uh, Sleep. Sleep had that recording of that man talking about Coney Island. So right off the bat, I'm reminded of primarily Lift Your Skinny Fists because of the field recordings, which is a technique or I don't want to say gimmick because I don't think it's gimmicky. It definitely plays a part in not only the mood, but the storytelling of the record. But it, it definitely set the mood for the record. And it reminded me of those previous records. But this time it's very distorted. You can't really hear what's going on. There's a lot of static, but then distorted violins and and then some guitar playing come in. And again, it sets the mood. It's slow paced. It's somber. And there's not really much to say about Military's Alphabet except for, yeah, you know, it's it's a pretty good like opening track that doesn't do anything impressive, but again, just prepares us for the rest of the record. Let me get into Jobs Lament, 
which begins with a slow and subtle build of atmospheric guitars and drone. Around the minute and 40 second mark is when fuzzier guitars start to rise. And then that's when the action sort of kicks in as the, the, the song repeats this short ascending motif, which I feel is very inspirational. Keeps building to this really incredible crescendo and then the instrumentation just really soars at the end. Again, reminding me of like Storm, although not as good as Storm. But I just, it, it makes me want to just scream at the sky while in the middle of like a just really bad rainstorm. Which, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I've made this analogy before. It's just, man, Godspeed really makes me feel this way. And going back to the crescendos, I don't think the crescendos have been, been this good since... 2012, especially the first track off of Alleluia Don't Bend Ascent, which I, I don't remember if I can pronounce. I mean, no, it's, oh, is it melodic? It's pronounced something different. Forget I said that. But continuing on, we get to the next move in Glaciers, which was kind of spoiled for me. I knew that Godspeed had performed this track back in like 2019 uh, during live shows, but it acts as the dramatic continuation of Job's Lament. The guitars and drums become more frantic, again, really reminding me of that very uh, tumultuous part in uh, Storm, the middle of Storm. And the motif from the last part still plays occasionally, and there there happens to be more, uh, a more focus on violin than the last piece, and I like that because it gives a somber quality that Godspeed You Black Emperor has always expertly juggled in their music. And then this movement ends with Rockets for Mary, which is a minute of rockets firing and birds chirping. More field recording goodness. But right off the bat, I mean, I mean, especially coming off of this first, you know, major movement, I'm noticing more of an optimistic tone to their music, which, you know, from the beginning, their music has really straddled the line between pessimism and hope. You know, I, I think back to the Dead Flag Blues in F Sharp A Sharp Infinity, which begins very just uh, it's so dystopian we get this picture of this apocalypse especially with the spoken word passage at the beginning but you know with with violence coming in and and just bringing in this desolate atmosphere it really does feel like an apocalyptic uh or like you're about to listen to some apocalyptic music but then of course dead flag blues ends with that very hopeful sort of um final moments it's very bright. It, it was kind of confusing to me at first, especially after just listening to, you know, the Dead Flag Blues intro and then the Cowboy. But it took me by surprise. But it was also just the perfect introduction to their music because they would keep pulling this off, especially in Lifter Skinny Fists and sort of in Yankee UXO. But I think that they've kind of lost their touch in balancing the pessimism and hope in their music. And listening to Military Alphabet was so refreshing because, it, again, it just reminded me of their early work. Moving on, we get to A Fire at Static Valley, which is a fantastic interlude track. I, I use interlude loosely. It's slow and ominous, and there's just haunting reverb guitars. It's soaked in gloomy atmosphere, and I really enjoy the slow thumping of the drum because it kind of adds this anxious quality to them, or to the song. Again, just banger after banger. It's just so consistently good. And then we get to Government Came, which begins with Government Came. Um, we get more staticky field recordings. This one actually sounds like a radio broadcast. 
And then eerie strings kind of hop in to create that eerie mood. I can actually hear somebody shouting hallelujah several times. And again, it just, it does a really good job at setting this desolate apocalyptic tone. Then we're introduced to the next movement in this track, which begins with a daunting bass line and it just, ooh, it hits the spot. This is accompanied with more uh, unsettling drone. It's a warm up for the distorted guitar riff and somber strings. The entire time this section is playing, I start to get this unsettling feeling. But it's just beginning, as you know, fans like us know, because this track is a bit of a, a slower build. But at a certain point, the instrumentation ends up slowly spiraling into this depressing apocalyptic dirge, which I love because it, it perfectly sets up the next movement, Cliff's Gaze, which is another slow buildup. But this time, it, it, it perfectly contrasts the previous movement as... Cliff's gaze is more uplifting and warm. And I've talked about this track a couple of times on social media, at Sound Encounters, by the way. Uh, but the joyous, the, just, the, just the uplifting and just joyous crescendos was addicting the first time I heard this song. This was the moment that really sold me on the entire record. You know, I, I, I did love A Military Alphabet and fire at static valley but man i was just like holy shit this is incredible there hasn't been a better example of their hope and pessimism ethos shining through in their music in the past decade until this very moment and it's a really inspiring track especially after the shit that we went through last year and the shit that we're going through now and i think that's why it really resonated with me um when I first heard it, it, it definitely is my favorite musical moment of 2021 so far. And honestly, I wish it was kind of longer. It's about like eight minutes long. But the fact that they were able to build to that triumphant final moment in that short amount of time when, you know, there's other tracks that are 20 minutes long is really a testament to their talent. And I would say their storytelling because it, it, this track clearly tells a story. And then speaking of story, Our Side Has to Win is the perfect ending to the story as it's it's bitter it's a bittersweet ambient hymn. That somber and distorted humming with the strings makes this like the perfect ending because it it does give us a chance to think about what we just heard. It makes me think of the past year and, and us rising from this depressing and unprecedented time in our all of our lives. It's, it's a very emotional ending, and I, I, again, another moment in the record that I absolutely loved. And yeah, I, I don't have a least favorite moment on this record. Every movement, every piece was layered in the perfect, um, or layered with the perfect atmospheres. The crescendos were amazing, and I got a satisfying interpretation from the music, which it really feels like their shrines. You know, Armin Hamber released um, Shrines last year. And for a group that's normally just really paranoid, really uh, skeptical, it was refreshing to hear some light and some uh, somewhat hope in their music. And that's why, you know, it kind of became my favorite album of last year. But this is Godspeed's Shrines moment. Because, again, we, we just came off of this just rough, rough year 
um, the, 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 the worst year I've had in recent memory. But in, in, instead of really delving into their dystopian and atmospheric sounds and moods, uh, they Godspeed really favors hope and uplifting and just bright moments throughout this record, especially the end of the record. And that's really the message that I got from God's Piet State's end. During a time where everything feels hopeless and everything feels just awful, we can still rise above with a new perspective and especially stronger, especially after all that we've endured. And solely because of the message that I got from this record, this is my favorite project of theirs since 2012. Honestly, I think it, it rivals... Uh, records like Yankee UXO and Alleluia Don't Bendison, although it's not that great. You know, I may love every movement uh, on this record, but does it hold a candle to F sharp, A sharp, and Lift Your Skinny Fists or Slow Right for Your New Zero Canada? No. They, they, they set the bar really high early in their career, um, so it, it really is hard to kind of surpass that, but this does a pretty great job. And so far, it's my favorite project of the year. Um, I feel like I kind of gave that away earlier in the show, but it just feels good to say this now. This record will definitely appear on my favorite albums of 2021 so far episode that's probably coming out in two months. But yeah, that's all I have to say about God's P at State's End. I, I really want to hear this record again right after I'm done recording, but tell me what you thought about God's P at State's End. You can let me know on Twitter and Instagram at Sound Encounters. You know, I usually make posts uh, whenever I publish an episode, so you can let me know your thoughts in the comments of those posts. Um, but you can also send me a voice message via anchor.fm, or you can go to soundencounterspodcast.com and it'll redirect you to Anchor, the, the, the Anchor page. Um, or you can look at the podcast description because there is a link that'll take you to where you need to go. Let me know what you think of Godspeed at State's End because I would love to continue this Godspeed, You Black Emperor discussion. And that does it for this week of Sound Encounters. Make sure to tune in next week for another exciting installment, which I've been thinking of doing another genre guide because I have been just pumping out artist guides. It's been a while since I've done a genre guide. Um, what genre I'll be doing, not sure yet, so you'll just have to stay tuned and find out. In the meantime, you can follow the Sound Encounters Twitter and Instagram pages with the handle at Sound Encounters. I post updates and share music memes on those accounts, and I interact with the lovely people who give my posts a like and a comment. You can also send me a voice message through Anchor to recommend a topic I should talk about, or you could give me some feedback. And if you do, I'll give you a shout out on the show. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash Sound Encounters or soundencounters.com or follow the link in the podcast description to send your message. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and that too could be featured in an upcoming episode. All right, that about wraps it up. Rock on music explorers. I'll see you next week. Ciao.